Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 78. I am Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Cameron, and Dylan. Special 4th of July weekend coming up episode. How are we doing, John? The Bell? Anthony Munoz episode. The Anthony Munoz episode. How are we doing, boys? And Art Show. Uh, living the dream. So, to start the pod, we've had, we have some controversy because we were tied in a poll... And everyone had voted here, and Tucker got on, and he muted his mic for about three minutes, and we didn't really know what was going on. I could tell he was on FaceTime with someone. And uh, all of a sudden, Tucker has an extra vote. He called someone, got a vote from them. I just want I'm, I'm, I want to get a vote from the podcast. Are we going to count that? I vote no. Tucker, I, you vote yes. Absolutely, we're voting why, why can't people – you don't want anyone to vote besides us. You just want the four of us to vote. I don't I want to solicit votes. That they hadn't voted yet this week. And to what was, pick. What was, the, what was the percentiles? It was tied. Eight eight votes, two votes apiece, I think. For everybody. Oh. Yeah. No, everyone was tied. Then why would – so Tucker didn't even win when he cheated? No, he did win. No, he called, I got a vote for I himself. Got, I got a third vote. He called somebody and put oh, a vote while in. He was while in the last so so two minutes. It was five minutes ago. The poll results and Tucker. They they decided to jinx it and talk about poll results before the poll had even closed. I don't see the problem with allowing more people to vote to spread the good word of ways it takes. What's your vote, Dill? Does it count? No, it doesn't. Definitely doesn't. All right. Two. Wow, wow. Wait, wait. This benefits all three of you. You still have a chance to win the point. No, no, no. no. But it benefits all three of you if it doesn't count. But yet, for some reason, it's only fair for you guys to be the unbiased jury on this. This is ridiculous. Well, Cam, what do you, what's your vote? I say we put up another poll. What's the minimum amount of time you can put on a poll? I don't know. As short as you want. All right. Put up. 30 minutes. None of us are allowed to vote. All right. We see where it lands. I, w- I like it. Okay. That's a terrible idea. That's no fun. I want the wheel. I, I made a, a spinny Bring wheel. Bring on the wheel. Bring on the wheel. All right. Uh, no, let's get it. I want a first wheel that says, does it count? Yes or no. If it goes on to yes, my point goes to me. All right. If come it goes up, to no, come, we spin the second wheel. Come up with other winners and losers while I do this. <laughs> Make okay. it like um, winner B for getting one more vote than everyone else in the poll. Uh, winner me, the Clippers might actually be good without Kawhi Leonard. Um, winner me for saying that the Suns Bucks championship is America's championship, and I'm kind of scared of the Clippers, even though it's three two. I'm way more confident in the Bucks winning that series than the, the Suns. <clears throat> but I did say America series is Suns Bucks. Loser me, I said five I would bet five like one dollar five hundred dollars to win one dollar that um the Hawks wouldn't make the finals and they might Alright the winner. first the first real wheel is ready. Can you see it? <laughs> yep. Alright. Does it count? Yes or no? Let's go. No, 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 no. no. Let's go. That's it doesn't count. Such horseshit. That doesn't count. Such horseshit, Tucker. You Let know it. Go. it. Let it ride. Let's get in. 
I'm going to start off with my ways to take. It's going to be very simple, straight to the point. That's okay with everybody. Uh, I guess. Uh, Tucker, you're up to three points. Cam and I stuck at six. Tuck, uh, Dylan's at nine. All right. Just trying to get the show on the road here. Um, I got an NFL take, and I saw a little bit of uh, some, some training camp type stuff. Some camp that I used to go to. It's the it's the tight end university camp. Um, I saw Travis Kelsey and George Kittle running it. They're they're trying to explain to other tight ends, which I personally, as a tight end in the NFL, of other tight ends in the NFL trying to explain to me what they do better. One, I don't know if I would be able to go to that and like respect it. Two, I don't know if I would be able to be the guy on on the top of the ladder like Travis Kelsey George Kittle to be like this is what you should do like why are you telling other tight ends how to be better when you're trying to win a Super Bowl like that just doesn't make sense to me that being said I saw that there was a lot of uh, a lot of improvement by all the tight ends a lot of advice given this is going to be the biggest receiving year in the tight end industry so the tight the tight end position is going to have the most receiving yards in the history of the NFL this upcoming season. And I don't really know how you could disagree with it. It's not a great take. I don't expect to win the point. It's just something that I watched after this. Like the tight ends are, it, it seemed like they were focused more on like how to get off a block and get open than it was to like block people. And I think it's becoming more of a tight end receiving league. So I'm going to go ahead out on a limb, not much of a limb, but here it is. Tight ends are going to have the most receiving yards in history this year combined. All right. First of all, let me say, Tucker, you've just done the same thing you've always done since the start of the show. Call people for votes. Ask for votes at the Heritage. It's fine. I don't care about it. Are you still complaining? I'm over it. Sorry. I'm sorry. You guys have stolen two points from me, and now I get one back, and everyone's complaining. Don't put an effort in the podcast. You lose points. Sorry. Um, Cam, this is a— I put in the effort this time. I got people to vote on the poll. Did you? This is a snowball take. This is the softest take I've ever heard. Obviously, this is going to happen. I'll tell you why. There's a whole other game in the regular season. It's a whole other opportunity for 32 teams to throw to their tight ends. This is an easy take. No, you know, you know where I stand on the on the additional game. I'll I'll go ahead and say it's it's a uh, per game per game thing. Tight An average per game. Yeah, because because I I am against the whole extra game in the season. So I apologize if I forgot about that. But yeah, I'm gonna go tight ends receiving yards per game total. There's gonna be more. All right. Um, I guess I'll go with you there. I mean, there's a lot of good tight ends right now. You got Kittle. You got Kelsey. You got Gronk, you got Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, some really good ones. Um, Evan Ingram, a really bad one. Darren Waller, yeah, no, there's enough good guys where to where it could happen. I, I, I could, I could see it, um, especially with teams, you know, trying to, I think, go bigger and get those bigger guys. Um, yeah, why not, Tucker? Uh few things I actually really want to touch on. Tight end, you number one. Uh, Cam, love the take. Think it's very soft, but I like it. Uh, I, I, I prefaced it with that, but go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I, I, I said I like it. Um, number two, uh, notable snub. They actually didn't even 
let out an invite to Tim Tebow. Kind of disrespectful. Urban Meyer pretty much, like, dissed him already. Said invited, like, 50, 60 tight ends. Let's say, screw you, Tim Tebow. And Urban Meyer already said. Um, on top of that, uh, I think it's great for the position as a whole just because, like, basically I listened to an interview from someone on it, and basically they said, like, when one guy gets paid, all of us get paid more. Like, when the average goes up, all of our, like – how much we make goes up. So it's really just good for this position in general. So I'm a fan of it. Uh, Dylan, anything? Um, so it's just that uh, tight ends are going to have more receiving yards per game than what? Uh, no, it's going to be the highest average yards per game for tight ends. This year. Oh, this year. Okay. Um, before, yeah. Not comparing him to wide receivers. I'm just saying than ever before. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's just the same thing as other years. I don't see anything as much drastically different. I know. So I don't know. I feel like this is just a take to have. But and my point. My point backing this up was that there's a tight end university this year with 50 tight ends and George Kittle and Travis Kelsey are running him. And from the highlights that I've seen, they're not really teaching blocking techniques. They're just teaching how to get in and out of routes, how to get open in the downfield, which these guys are known for like getting 18 yards a catch. And so that's what I'm saying is they're teaching them to be more receiving tight ends than they are blocking. I mean, I could get behind that. I think uh, I, I don't know what the obviously the stats are like per year for the past few years, but I feel like they've been they have to be going up probably year by year, at least on a trend of going up because the the position has changed immensely basically since Gronk's been in the league. So um, I would I'll say I'll I'll agree because I think it is just trending in that that way. All right. What's going on on my screen right now? We're all sitting in bleachers. Somehow I did that, but I like it. All right, we're sitting in bleachers. The thunder is ripping outside. I got a take for you. Um, you know, it's a local take. I'll say it's a Patriots take. Um, but if you hadn't seen, it is big NFL news. If you hadn't seen Stefan Gilmore publicly... Uh, took to Twitter to call out his contract situation. He tweeted out a list of uh, players that um, are higher paid than him at the position. Um, and obviously, he's not happy about it. He held out a minicamp. Um, I did see a picture of him on the plane to Boston, but he didn't end up getting the deal done. Didn't anything? Nothing ever changed. I think Steph Gilmore is going to get traded, unfortunately. Um, I think that... His time is up in New England. Um, I think they have a lot of good corners that they can they can play with. J.C. Jackson. Uh, I was and I started to look around at um, where he could go. Who was on the trade block? Who would want a D, uh, a DB right now? And I saw a very interesting one. The Arizona Cardinals are in the market for defensive back. And what's one thing that the Patriots have struggled with on defense? 
It's been their edge rush. They've been shut down the secondary. The linebackers are really good this year. They don't really have that much of an edge presence. It's time to reunite an old Patriot who could be on the trade block. Chandler Jones is coming back to New England in exchange for Stephon Gilmore. They don't need him anymore. They got J.J. Watt. They're trying to clear some cap space. This is an easy move. The Patriots are going to trade Stephon Gilmore for Chandler Jones. Tucker, you're a big Chandler Jones guy. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be a huge fan of this trade. I think Stephon's on his way out. Do I think that, I mean, it makes sense because it's one aging vet for another aging vet. Um, I mean, they did just get a lot stronger on the defensive line. The Cardinals with that addition of J.J. Watt, and I'm pretty sure their secondary is weak, so I don't hate the trade for either team. The Patriots have a good secondary and a weak line. They have a weak uh, secondary and a strong line. So everyone wins here. You're getting an older guy for an older guy. I I don't see any reason why this trade couldn't go through. And I'm a huge Chandler Jones fan, so I'd be super into this. Cam, you are laughing. <laughs> this is stupid. This is so stupid. The, the Literally the basis, the basis of getting J.J. Watt this year and it's been everywhere, is to have a dual combo of J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones for the Cardinals. It's like, it's like, that's what they want, that's why they got him. And there's no possible way in all of Satan's inferno that they would get rid of Chandler Jones unless it was Stephon Gilmore and something else. I mean, Maybe they need another guy in the defensive backfield, but the reason they got J.J. Watt is literally since since they traded for him, the news has been they want a dual dual threat pass rush. Like they want multiple people to be able to get the quarterback, and this is just this is dumb, and it'll probably win the take of the week, whatever, because. Has to do with the Patriots, but it's just wrong. Like it's it's literally been said. There's no way it's, that it's happening. Then why am I reading that he's on the block? Who? Chandler Jones. No, you are disgustingly wrong. I read that he's on the block, so maybe you're wrong. No, I'm not because the second that JJ Watt got traded. It was J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones from the- uh, one day ago. Arizona Cardinals Chandler Jones trade speculations continue for a deal. Oh, trade scenarios. Arizona Cardinals star Chandler Jones holding all out amid out trade rumors. All about uh, who you can get for which players, but at the end of the day, AFC East is a trade destination for Chandler Jones. Breaking down Chandler Jones' contract. I will bet you two months of paychecks that that does not happen because they're literally deal being. Oh, who's going to trade me for this? Cliff Kingsbury is not going to be dumb enough to get rid of a dual combo like JJ Watt. He's holding out, Cam. He wants out. No, he's not. He no. is holding out. No. It's literally the same as the Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> no, he's not. It's Cam, Cam, you got, you got busted up here. Okay. All right. We'll talk. We'll talk day one when he's on the Cardinals and they're wrecking everyone. Um, 
that's all I got for now. Wouldn't you rather have one elite pass rusher and one elite D-back than two elite pass rushers and garbage D-backs? I yeah, would. no, I would definitely rather be balanced. Personally, no. <laughs> Dylan, your thoughts? You're muted. Cannot hear you. I don't know how I muted myself. Um, I think Stefan is definitely out. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. The, the only way he's out is if they trade him, right? Obviously, so um, he's got seven mil on this con this year, his last year of his contract. I think he averaged what was like thirteen million a year over the past four years, and like he's all pissed off, obviously, because he he's not top of the league and, and getting paid, but like aging vet, like you said. Um, will they trade for Chandler Jones? There is this sort of thing with the Patriots about um, guys coming back after leaving. So I'm not opposed to the possibility that Chandler Jones might come back to the Pats, but the fact that you think that they're going to trade Gilmore straight up for him, I think is kind of... Well, I didn't say that. I, I think there might be an exchange of picks in some way. I don't think it's going to be a straight-up trade. All right, well, that wasn't fake. Oh, you said Chandler for... Oh, God, do I really have to be so right. specific? Chandler and Gilmore for a Patriots third and a Cardinals sixth. I mean, there's reason to believe that the Cardinals want a D-back, and I think Stefan could be a guy in, in that organization, and the Pats have cap space to pick up, uh, to pick up uh, uh, Jones, but I... This would be, like, if Stefan Gilmore is a three, Chandler Jones right now for the pass is, like, a nine. So, like, like obviously they would want to do that, but that's, like, such a disparity that there's no way this trade happens. I, I, I don't know. I think Chandler Jones is really good. I don't know if uh, you're taking into account uh, how good he is, but... I mean, it's it's just a trade scenario. No, I'm saying he's too good for the trade. Like, not only is he oh, going to happen, he's just too good for the trade. I got you. Um, the only thing is the cap hit, but I don't. The Cardinals aren't in like cap like hell. They're about to start the season with a great team. Tucker, ways to take. I already. Oh, my ways to take. Yeah. So uh, I have actually a. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers hot take. Oh, yeah, follow uh, behind me. I was thinking about Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers point guards. Who have been the last two 76ers point guards? Simmons and... Allen Iverson. Fultz. Markel Fultz. Fultz. Oh, I forgot about him. He's funny. Both players somehow forgot to shoot. As soon as they stepped in and became Philadelphia 76ers. I think that team's cursed. Like, there's no reason why two guys... I, I, like, Ben Simmons wasn't a great shooter, but Markel Fultz was. And both these guys completely lost the ability to shoot. Ben Simmons is to the point now where he is debating switching shooting hands. Because he's doubting his ability so much. Cam, how many passes would you have to mess up in a row before you'd be like, eh, maybe I'll take a couple lessons? The crazy person to ask. 
because I actually switched my shooting game. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking, I'm talking in football, but oh, oh, football is not the same because, <laughs> but so, my so, so here's the, here's the thing. Okay, so seventh and eighth grade, I was on the all star travel team, whatever, uh, for basketball, and my shot, the coach at the point, um, just gave me a shot and started teaching me fundamentals that didn't work for me and at that since that point on I just couldn't shoot right so I started to shoot lefty probably my sophomore year um and while I was in while I was in uh CYC I still shot I still shot righty but I could always shoot lefty um and I anyone you ask my lefty shot looks a hundred thousand times better than my righty does my righty is a two-handed no spin disgusting shot that sometimes goes in um so you're asking the wrong guy here no but actually i think i'm asking the right guy but fair enough if you're in the nba you've gotten to this point gone through lsu and been the best player and got the top draft pick i mean at that point you should have figured out how to shoot a three or shoot a free throw right so I, I do agree with you, Tucker. Ben Simmons is, is a joke. And I, but you brought something up there about uh, seeing a coach that changed up your fundamentals that made you lose the ability to shoot. I think that they might have the same problem. Though. Because there's no way two point guards in a row just forget how to shoot a basketball. I, 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 I That's correct. And I think whoever is... See, in the NBA, I don't think that there's a shooting coach. I think if, there is. There probably is. And if there is, the 76ers one needs to be retired and fired. I've seen Markel Schott's, like, transition, and it's bad. So what's but, the actual take here? Uh, the 76ers are cursed, and <laughs> any point guard in the future will lose the ability to shoot. Okay. Um, I agree, hundred percent. They have been cursed. They are cursed, and they're. If you're a point guard, stay out of Philly. Hundred percent agree. Um, well, I don't know why you want Ben Simmons on the Celtics. Uh, I want him there because do you know why? He'll start working as soon as he gets out of there. Markel Fultz, good now. He's not good, is he? He's okay. He's passable. Uh, let me check. I, right, so I, I did some research. I did some research while you guys were talking. Um. Fultz was the was on Philly seventeen and eighteen, and Ben Simmons has been on since seventeen until now. Doc Rivers became the head coach this past year, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So it says Doc Rivers took the Sixers when he took the Sixers job. He assigned assistant coach Sam Castle to work with Simmons on shooting. So he's been through. That name sounds familiar. He's been through. This uh, shooting coach, also whoever was the coach before Doc Rivers, and whoever was tasked to try to figure out how he could shoot then. So I don't know if it's more of a, a curse on the organization as it is uh, just a shooting and head coach issue. I think it's just a curse issue. I think that fits the narrative, though. I think so, too. I mean, he's just cursed. It'll never get better, I don't think. But, I mean, I think it'll get better as soon as he leaves. So they're cursed, and no 
Uh, <clears throat> and and no, no point guard should go to the seventy six. Absolutely. On the similar page, Dylan, what's your uh, ways to take for the week? All right, my ways to take, I think, is with Trace coming back. My ways to take is uh, baseball related. Interesting. The All Star break is coming up. Uh, we got uh, fan voting, I believe, for the All Star game, like usual. Um, one player that stands out, he's probably in, in the ranking for MVP, probably top there. Um, Sojay Otani. Obviously, he's a two-way player, first of his kind, really, ever. I mean, you can give some other examples from way back when. There's one guy in the 70s, but nobody nearly as good as Sojay Otani right now. So I think we're going to have the first ever two-time All-Star in the same season. He's going to be voted as a pitcher, and he's going to be voted as a hitter, and you're going to see two of those little stars next to his name this year in the All-Star break. So he's being voted in as both? Yes. Is he leading in both? Is he, like, up there in both? I don't think they really can do that. The, the rule is is that that can't happen, but I think it's going to happen. Um, okay. I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think they're going to let it happen. Um, but he's going to... He's gonna, He's going to hit and pitch, and I think you have to be considered an all-star at, position, at both positions to do that. Um, I got to make a call real quick. All right. Go ahead and mute yourself or leave or whatever. Hey, you're on your podcast. I am, but I have to call Hey, mute, mute yourself. <laughs> I know, but you think California is... Just mute, mute yourself. Just do it now. <laughs> <laughs> what is going oh, on okay. over there? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, just, I'm sorry. All right. Can you mute yourself <laughs> or <laughs> just do whatever you got to do? Just keep saying, oh, shit. All right. All right. I totally lost my train of thought. Um, I don't think they'll allow it, but if they, he deserves it, I think. I mean, I don't really know what his pitching stats are, um, but I know he's a decent hitter, so... I think he definitely deserves it, and uh, also I have a beef with fan voting. I think I think he's fan not voting. Really that great of a pitcher. He's not he's okay. Well, six ERA. Like he's good. Like that's good, but it's not like no one's going to the All Star game with a three point six and a three and one record. Okay, so this backs up my point. I think fan voting is stupid. I think it shouldn't be allowed anymore. I think these guys shouldn't be voted in just because they're a good story or blah blah blah. It should be selected by. The writers, just like the Hall of Fame, take fun out of baseball, keep keep ruining it, and or maybe make two players, like the last reserve guys, make them fan vote. Don't make the starters. No, that's a bad idea because then that's going to lead to even more trolling. Yeah, but who cares if they're not starters? Don't even put them in the game. Um, I hate fan vote, Tucker. Uh, I love fan vote. Shut your mouth. Why don't you like anything fun? Trey just wants sports to be as boring as possible. He doesn't want anyone to cheat. He doesn't want any fan interaction. Trey, why don't they just play in an empty stadium with no one watching and they can just tell you how the game ends? That's different. Back. That's fans being fans, yeah. not oh. actual fucking guys who have to Boom. vote on the whole thing. Um, but I think he'll get in as a batter because he's had a great season. But I maybe he will pitch because, like, 
Wait up. Yeah. So, I can't so, see him being selected as an all-star pitcher. So, what happens is, under the official league rules, the AL would forfeit the DH if Otani starts the game as a pitcher and hits for himself. Or if Otani starts as a DH, moves to the mound later in the game, the AL would have a pitcher spot in the lineup. So, they're going to have to change the rule. They're going to just, who the hell cares? We're going to have 10 guys in the lineup. So it get sounds the, like they're just let him in there. Let them pitch to a batter. And that'll be like the first time that's ever happened. But I'm taking it one step further. I he's gonna, I think he's going to be an all-star in both positions based on the fan voting. I know, I know that that's not like a great thing, but I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, the ballot finalists are already out, though. Have you not just checked the ballot? There's still time for changes in phase two. All right. Let's move on. The big story um, in the NBA. Last night, Giannis came down on his leg. Looked like an ACL tear, easy. Turns out to be nothing big, just some inflammation. No tears. Paper extended it. Yeah, no, like, nothing bad, really. Just going to be hurt a little bit. But nothing, like, season-ending or anything like that. Uh, just want to get your thoughts on that. I mean, that, to me, proves how much of a freak this guy is. He went, that injury, that looked bad from the start. I was like, uh-oh, he's done. And... Nope, he's all right. Came back out, and I mean, I it just he's an he's an athletic freak. I don't know how the hell he didn't get hurt there. But Tucker, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I did not watch the injury. I almost watched the replay about five different times, but I've gotten to a point in my life that I don't know why, but I can't watch injuries anymore. Like it really like cringes me up and makes me like woozy. So I did not actually watch the injury. Injury, but I heard everyone talking about how he definitely tore his ACL, put him out of his misery, may put a bullet in his head just to put, take the pain away. But uh, I mean, the fact that it's just a hyperextension is absolutely absurd. Because like I feel like everyone across the board is like, oh yeah, no, he's done, and now he's doubtful for Game Six. But like, still may be able to play back like basketball in this series, which is absolutely crazy. Dill, did you see it? I didn't. I'm gonna try to find it right now. What's his name again? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Good luck. Cam, are you with us? Are you? Are you? Have you figured out what's going on over there? Yeah. So I'm sorry. I had some work business to attend to, and I did not know how to uh, unmute it. But um, so here's my thing. LeBron James, was he right? That the season was cut too short. Look at all these injuries. Uh, watching it. Look at all these injuries happening. The season was cut too short. They should have been given a longer off season, and they weren't. And now everyone's getting injured. And now we're getting a title series that's going to be with two, you know, Milwaukee versus Phoenix, something like that. That's, I mean, I don't know, man. I think the NBA's got to get their stuff together. Oh. <gasps> I just watched the injury. Um, so the Hawks end up winning the game. <gasps> That's serious. It's up. Are you all right? <laughs> oh my god! It, it the knee went the wrong way. 
Wait, how, I, how I'm watching it and I don't see it. It doesn't look that bad. Oh. It's his ankle. No, Dylan. Sorry, hyper extended Gotta restart it. Well, anyways, the Hawks win the game. Series aside, tied 2 2. Um, any any thoughts about who's going to win the series, Tuck, with this Giannis that injury? It didn't look bad at all. Dylan, you are not watching. Are you watching the Milwaukee Bucks versus the. Atlanta Hawks game, Milwaukee leads series 2-1. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, why that, why was that not the first one? <laughs> Tucker. Because there's no way you watch that video. Um, but, yeah, about this series. Um, I like the Bucks in it still. Trey Young scares me. Um, but the Bucks are just the better team, like, through and through. I mean, even without Giannis, I probably still bet on the Bucks in this series with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Because, I mean, this Hawks team just doesn't have much. I mean, they're playing well. They're playing together. They got grit, all that. And I think they have a good future ahead of them. But I just don't think they're ready yet to compete. I tend to agree. Cam, any thoughts? I think Cam's gone. Cam might be gone. Um... Dell, did you find it? Oh, okay. The knee went back a little bit. Yeah, it did. Okay. All right. So yeah. So uh, let me let me get in on that. Knee injury, back of the knee. That thing sucks because I've had injuries back there, probably not nearly as bad. But um, the back of the knee, like that, hyperextending is like brutal. Because like you feel fine. I mean, I don't know what it's going to be for him, but it's one of those things with me where you feel structurally fine and then all of a sudden you'll do some like minute movement and it'll just you'll just drop to the ground like your knee just buckles and you fall over so like maybe if they can wrap it up and put him in a brace or something and and, and keep it tight then he'd be able to play if if it's something like that um but yeah that sucks because he definitely is not going to be 100 cam series is tied 2-2 who you got the rest of the way I mean, it's the Bucks, easy. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised the Hawks even won last that last game. But um, with or without Giannis, Chris Middleton might be the most inconsistent player in the history of the NBA. 0 for seven last night, and then the game before he jumps 38 and saves the game. Like it's, it's crazy. But the Bucks are just an overall better team. If they don't have Trey Young, they're, they're folded. Trey Young next Kobe. That's all I'm saying. All right, in the West, Tucker and I watched the end of the game uh, the other night where the Suns went up 3-2, and playoff P made an appearance. Dude just couldn't hit a free throw to save his life. Yeah, but you can't you can't do that after uh, the game, the next game after it. 40 points. Oh, yeah. Okay, back. wait. I was confused. I thought that was the last yeah. game they played. I, I didn't realize nope. that. No, nope. game after he scored 40 as shooting 70% from the field in an elimination game. Well, there you go with another inconsistent player. Um, so, series is 3-2 now. Uh, we still ride in Suns. I still am. I still think the Suns are going to do it. I think playoff three is going to show up again one more time. Uh, Tuck. Okay, so, we're watching the game right now. Um, I got the Clippers in this game. I think it's going seven. And then I think seven comes down to 
will Kawhi play? If Kawhi plays seven, I think they can win it. But if Kawhi can't play, I think there's no chance that they win game up in the next. But you know what? The I will say the Clippers have shown a lot of grit in this year. You know, they lose their superstar. No one really gives them a chance in this series. And they come out and they play with them. And I'm impressed. Cam, your thoughts on the West? Um, I mean, big Suns guy in here. Always have been. Probably my second favorite team, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not confident. I'm not confident at all. I I think this is a 50-50 series, even being one game away. It's scary, and I really want Chris Paul to do it. Yeah, I feel like they have the better team. Paul George is going all out. Kawhi's not even playing. But um, I don't know. As a Suns fan, I'm scared. Staff, apparently. What was that? Training staff isn't letting Kawhi play, and he is not happy about it. Yeah, but Paul George is, is deciding that he wanted to one time in his life be good. So... He's going to take over. I don't know. If I'm a, if I'm a Suns fan, then I'm a little scared. That's all. This guy's. Uh, not yet. We're not even close. Um, Dill, any thoughts on the West at all? Probably not. I'm a Suns guy. You know, we got the Pittsfield Suns back home. So, trade knows them well. We used to work for them. I'm all in on the Suns. Uh, they're currently winning 7-2. to two. They got a nice, comfortable lead here in the first quarter. I think they're going to ride it out. They got it in the bag already. Uh, I, I obviously don't know much about it, but um, like I said, as my winner, sort of the Canadians' team of destiny are in the are in the finals. Suns team of destiny, they're going to the finals tonight. Uh, okay, um, so we have our Stanley Cup final. Um, I'm not happy about it. We got Canadians Lightning. I would not want to see either of those teams in there. But the uh, Lightning's, Lightning take game one. They're playing right now. Um, just want to get your thoughts on it, Dill. And I guess, Tucker, uh, I want the Lightning to win, just for the record. Don't want the Canadians to win. Hate them too much. Um, even though the Lightning are going to become like the you know next great team. And also, Tampa is turning into the new Boston with all the winning they're doing down there, which I hate. Um, I'd rather see that than the Canadians win. Dill? So, my Tampa Bay take still holding uh, form, even though I didn't say anything about the Lightning. Um, but I'm with you, too. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have them win uh, just because of the history with Montreal and Boston, but I don't like the Lightning. I, I don't either. Being a, Bruin, being a Bruins fan and watching the Lightning get good and always being just tough, tough games, their team is just way better, it seems, than everybody else. But they're way better than the Canadians, too. And it's in their favor. Like, if you're a betting guy, it's a lock on the on the Lightning. You're probably not going to win a lot of money, but it's a lock. So they're up 1-0. I think they're going to ride out an easy victory here in the Cup with two in a row. It's going to be sad. Tucker, anything? Uh, no. If I'm being honest, uh, I guess I'm going to say I'm rooting for the Canadians just because I don't like that Tampa's becoming a powerhouse city. Don't really want to hear Tom 
talk about so I'd rather just see the Canadians when I I mean I know they're supposed to be our rivals, but I really couldn't give less of a shit about them. Uh, I know that one of our listeners, Simon, is a huge Canadians fan, so uh I'm rooting with them to go with Simon. Cam, any rooting interest in this in this at all, you're being from Florida? Yeah, well, there is a team from Florida in the championship now, and there's also another team that's playing in it that's not even from the U.S., so um, I'm pretty sure you can guess who I'm rooting for, and if you're not rooting for the U.S. of Mother F&A on this week, then I don't know. I don't think yeah, screw you, Chuck. All right, let's get into list, guys, before Cam has to go. American songs for the 4th of July. Um, Dylan thinks this is going to be a list that everybody has the same songs. I don't necessarily think so. Cam doesn't necessarily think so. I don't think so at all. Um, I'm going to lead off. I, honorable mention, Party in the USA. Got bumped from my list. Um, I just don't like it that much, to be honest with you. Not into the Miley Cyrus stuff. So my number five is going to be Fortunate Son by CCR. Um, this is actually like kind of an anti-American song. It's, it's against Vietnam. It was a Vietnam kind of like rallying cry. And that's why it's number five on my list. It's a damn good song, though. And it kind of has been adopted by Americans as like an, a patriotic song. Um, when you hear it, you know, you think of the Vietnam War. You think of the helicopters going over. You think of the napalm coming down. Nothing more American than our uh, war waging capability. So my number five is me, Fortune Son. Dale? Uh, number five for me, I'm going... America the Beautiful, um, specifically the Ray Charles uh, version. Have you ever seen that? Look it up. It's from like 19, early 1970s live. He's an absolute legend. It plays in, in the Sandlot uh, when the fireworks are going off. It's an absolute classic American song. It gives you that American vibe. Um, I'm putting it five because I think there's others that get me going a little bit more. But like, if you want to get into the feels a little bit for like two minutes, go watch that video. Cam, number five. All right. Number five for me is America the Beautiful. Um, and probably wouldn't have put it on this list, but the lyrics are great. And Ray Charles did a beautiful rendition of this song. Um, that I really seemed to like. And it's not one that you, you know, Fourth of July, windows down, tank top out. You're going to listen to the song all night long but it's it's it, it's heartfelt and it gets you in the feeling of uh what our country's about so i'm going to america it's beautiful number five thank you Pam. uh tucker number five this is super awkward because i took a much different approach my song is america fuck yeah by team america uh never i love it. this is Oh my God, Dylan! Highly recommend listening on the Fourth of July. Trey, I know you've heard it. Nothing gets you more amped on the Fourth of July. Dylan, you've definitely heard it. Uh, I mean, it's just one of those songs that I will be blasting on the Fourth of July. It's a fun one. It's, oh, it's just a great Fourth of July song. Um. Okay, my number four is gonna be "God Bless America." Uh, a little bit of a slower one, not not a not a rager, but this has a special place in my heart because I used to sing it with my dad when I was like two years old at Eastover on the stage in front of a bunch of people. Um, so this song always has a special place in my heart from the 
mountains to the prairies to the oceans, white with foam. Can't beat it. God bless America. Uh, Dill. Dill, are you with us? You're muted. I just listened to uh, Tucker's pick, and I can honestly say that I don't ever really remember listening to that song, so definitely not on my list. Um, number four for me is going to be American Pie. Uh, and a long, a long song, about seven minutes long. Uh, it's got America in the name, so I think that qualifies. It's also about some bad times in America, but also like we'll get through it type of times. Um, I remember just, you know, being a young kid and listening to it and being like, man, this is an oldie, but a goodie. I don't really know what the heck they're talking about, but it's got some lyrics that are like catchy, but also it hits you in, 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 in the feels, but you don't really know why. And then you kind of read into it. It's one of those songs where you got to know what they're talking about. Um, I think it's a classic American song, so I'll put it forth. Cameron. I'm going to go Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. If you play this song on your radio full blast with the windows down, I don't think anyone will ever complain. You could drive by somebody in a car. You could have somebody in the passenger seat next to you. But what are they going to say? What are they going to say? I hate this song. No, no shot. We were born here. It is a fact. We were. So, um, this is a great American song. It's It always gets you hyped up. And uh, it's going to come in at number four for me now. Tucker. Yeah, for my number four, Party in the USA, Easy Choice, Miley Cyrus, Banger. Uh, probably one of the newest bangers. I mean, the only reason why it's a country song is just because it says USA in it. I don't think it really is patriotic whatsoever, but uh, it's a bop. It's about partying. You know, it's about enjoying the country. I think it's patriotic. Alright, my number three is going to be courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Um, Toby Keith, one of the only country singers I listen to because he sings about America and the soldiers and you know everything like that. Um, nothing better than talking about putting a boot in it in somebody's ass. Um, written in response to the 9-11 attacks. Um, get you riled up. You hear Mother Liberty ringing her bell. Um, and he's just talking about carpet bombing people <laughs> for 9-11, which is how I think everybody felt after that. They just wanted to carpet bomb everyone that, that messed with us. So um, definitely a banger. Definitely coming out 4th of July. That's one of the top like 4th of July songs, I think, of all time. You have to play it. Uh, well. I'll go. Uh, I'll go ahead and sneak in at number three here as well. Uh, I'm also going to go courtesy of Red, White, and Blue. There is something that that this podcast is probably a little aware of of me and Trey's history. That's known as the connection. Whatever. Um, we know what each other are thinking. Um, on my own, courtesy with the Red, White, and Blue is a song that this. So if you can't tell by now, my mantra for like what is America's songs is. Roll down the windows and turn it up loud. And courtesy of the red, white, and blue is one that I can sing hell bent for leather all day long on any day in July. So that's number three for me. Easy. Dylan, you can go ahead. Sorry for skipping you. Uh, number three for me is Born in the USA. I think you guys talked about it enough, but I'll add one thing. Um, uh, 
like what we obviously we talked about the football tournament a little bit. Um, that song plays at the football tournament, and I instantly hit like five home runs. There's something about that song that gets me going. Um, I I don't know. You, you just like look around, and it doesn't matter if you're eight years old, if you're seventy years old. Everybody knows the song. They're singing it. They like it. Their heads bouncing. Um, uh, great American Fourth of July song. Uh, sliding in a little bit higher than you guys. Tucker? Uh, yeah, number three, I got American Pie. Just feel like this should absolutely be on every person's list. Uh, just one of those songs that, I don't know, this is like rolling down later in the night. You just want a song where you're all like, I see this like almost a campfire song. Like everyone's just sitting around. This song comes on. It's a vibe. It's not your, like, blasted as much kind of music, but it's it's a song that I don't know anyone that dislikes American Pie. Uh, so, yeah, I got this one at number three. I disagree. I think it is a blasted song. When you blast, um, you know, demo boys drinking whiskey and wine, it's my number two pick, American Pie. Um, I love the length of it. I've tried many times to learn all the words. It is difficult. I think I have about probably 70% of the song where I can sing it. Um, yeah, it's a great song. Loved it when I was a kid. Love it now. Um, play it every 4th of July, guaranteed. Sometimes if I'm just feeling American, I'll play it. Um, and, you know, I don't really know what he's talking about all the time. He's kind of just talking about stuff. Talking about Jack Flash jumping on candlesticks and football teams trying to get on the field, but bands won't. I have something to do with music. I don't know. It's just a good song. It's American. Makes you feel American. Um, and I agree with Dylan. I think it's about persevering through tough times because you know you can't. Hit, they couldn't find the music, and but they they celebrated anyway. I don't even know. But Trey, American Pie is number love two. To pick, but I'm gonna have to stop you there. It's not whiskey and wine. Rye, 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 rye. My bad. My bad. I knew that. I was just trying to speak quickly. Um, sure. Dylan, number two. Uh, number two for me, I'm going courtesy of the red, white, and blue. I put it higher than you guys because I think I enjoy it that much better or that much more. Um, it, it comes on late 4th of July. It also comes on early. We probably play it close to five times throughout the night. But it's usually when we're kind of feeling it. We've had a few of the cold ones. Um, American brew, homegrown. And everybody's singing like way more than we should and uh i don't know like cam said rolling the windows down this is like a jeep song with the flag out in the back rolling down i-90 the boston type of a song um i'm going courtesy red white and blues too cam yeah my number two number one and number two i probably copied and pasted my list eight different times going back and forth. Ended up going number two with uh, God Bless the USA by Lee, Green Lee Greenwood. Um, this is a song that I listen to every single 4th of July, every single Memorial Day. Anything that has anything to do with America, I will be playing this song. And it is catchy. It is... Just, just, I listened to it today. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah, number two. God bless you, USA. Tucker. Uh, yeah, number two. I got four in the USA. 
Uh, I feel like everyone's talked about it enough. Um, but yeah, just one of those bops that you need to play on the 4th of July. The 4th of July is complete without it, so yeah, I gotta play uh, number two. I'm about to be- I'm about to set the goddamn tone for this for this last round. My number one pick is perhaps the most beautiful song ever written. It is certainly it's the greatest song. Why don't you ever let me finish? Yes, it's the Star Spangled Banner. It's the national <laughs> anthem. Um, if you don't have the national anthem as your number one, then you're wrong because it is the greatest national anthem ever. It's the greatest song of all time. Um, Whitney Houston uh, specifically crushed it every year. Singers sing it. Sometimes I get emotional on the 4th of July. If I hear it, a little tear will sneak sneak out of my eye. Um, big fan of the Star Spangled Banner, obviously. Um, always got to you know stand up for it. Show your respect. That's not I'm, me. I'm talking about me personally. I'm not saying you all have to stand up for it. I think you should, but that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, no, big fan of it. Uh, it's the greatest song of all time. Dill? You're muted. You are muted. I am going to follow suit. Um, I'm going the same thing. Star Spangled Banner. I mean, that's a given. Uh I don't know how it's not number one. If it's not number one, it's hard to say you're part of this American podcast. Uh, like the fact that it plays in front of all sporting events, the fact that you salute everything that, you know, is about this country, um, the sacrifices people make for our troops and all that. Um, I don't know. It like, it is the American song, so it's got to be number one. It's got to be number one. It's just like Trey said, it's the best song of all time. Cameron, number one. Yeah, Tucker, I have a feeling that you are on the wrong page, brother. The Star <laughs> Banner is the best Amer- It's the American song. What do you mean? I had trouble. I had trouble between... God bless the USA, because that is my song on the 4th of July. That is playing at all times. But American song, that is the American song. And I could I could have the same impact blasting that in my car <clears throat> than any other song. And we're all going to like sing along to it. And I, I, I maybe a barn party, I feel like we had. Yeah, American. I played it. I played it. Yeah. And, and we played the Star Spangled Banner at a bar party, and everyone was attentive, like more so than a high school basketball game. Like the, the Star Spangled Banner is the, the American song, and if it's my number one, I'm going to judge you, and you might be kicked off the pot. Star Spangled Tucker, are you yeah, an American? Absolutely not. No, I'm not living with this blasphemy. Let's get this straight. 364 days of the year. I hear that song, and and then just like if I saw my iPod shuffle, I'm skipping it. I'm skipping it. Oh, it's you like, hate America. Okay. Dig no, yourself deeper. No, Keep digging. I hate America. I respect the hell out of it. You song. hate the national it's anthem. Not a it's not a, like, I've never listened to that song and been like, wow, this song fucking goes in. It's it never not, gets you amped up, not, ever. It's not. No. Like, it's like, yeah, I respect the song. I respect what the song stands for. The song in its actual self, not that great. Not that great. You like hate America. Song. One of the no, hardest songs to perform, by the way. No, it's just not that good of a song. Like, I'm sorry, you guys. Like, yes, it stands for America. It stands for all these things that I truly do like. But guess what? The song just isn't that good. Like, I can promise you, you tell me 
you're on a run. The Star Spangled Banner comes up on your shuffle. You're skipping it. No, that's not no, the, no. The I'm running to it. I would run to it. I would. Tell me with a straight face that this week, this week, this week, you would skip that song. Absolutely not this week. Okay. Out of respect. Not because it's not that good of a song. Like, you guys are, I can tell you, they could have put in the trashest song as the national anthem, and you guys would play it every time. All right, go ahead, and, go ahead and pick your Justin Bieber song, whatever like, you're going to pick. Sorry. No, it's courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, a great American song. Toby Keith, an American icon. God, this, that song's an actual bop. That song gets me hyped to be an American. So it's an actual anthem for it's me. better. Like, it's just better. Like, maybe the Star Spangled Banner should have taken more bad pride take. in better than every other country. And, but it isn't. It isn't. Not, not only did you not put it at number one, you didn't even put it on your list. I'm going to say it right now. It should be the new national anthem, because you know what? That people be like, God damn. This Ooh! Buzzer Beater 3 to end the quarter by Bookie Cousins. Wow. Tucker, it wasn't uh, on your list. No. It doesn't belong on my list. The song's not that good. I was, it's a bad take. It's, it's a bad it's take. It's such a good anthem that other countries base their songs like, on the so same you, tune. That's I'm how good it is. It's not that good of a song. What a bad you take. Guys, you're like, you're like, wow, this is a great song. And like, it is. It's not. It's not a good song. You like what it stands for. If it wasn't the national anthem, it would just a random song. Yeah, but that's the point. It would have been like, yeah. No, no. This is an we awful talk about take. Best songs, not best meanings behind songs. That, that the song could be a guy farting into a microphone for I'm ten sorry. minutes. If that was the national anthem, it would be number like, one. If, if this is about the meaning behind songs, Trey, you picked a song that was against America, an anti-American song, as your top five. But it's been a bec- It's been a. It's been adopted by Americans as an American song. You up because it hypes you up, not because of the meaning. The, the national anthem hypes me up. No, it doesn't. Yes, no, it does. Like I told you, I get emotional when I hear it. Respect the song because of what it because of what it stands for. It gets you me hyped because of what it stands for. Remember, remember, Chuck, remember when we were in the Heritage and we had all those Irishmen in the bar and we put the national anthem on and we all stood up and belted it? Because it was purely the disrespect to the British people in the room. It had nothing to do... With the actual, like, I wasn't, I didn't play that song because I'm like, damn, I just really want to hear this bar saying that. No, because there's a bunch of British people playing British songs, and I was like, you know what would be really fucking funny? Just playing the Star Spangled Banner in their face. And it was a hilarious thing to do. Wow. I mean, what a take. You just dug yourself into a big <laughs> hole. Um, I stink. Okay. Hey, you know, the ways to take listeners are all going to agree with me. We'll see. Um... Okay, movie. Dylan, did you watch it? I did. Okay, I watched it as well. Uh, Tucker, your movie. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I like this movie. I've watched it a few times. So, I mean, I think it's a really good movie uh, all around. I love Thor. I like. I really like Loki as a character, too. He's honestly one of my favorite characters in Marvel. But, um, yeah, I think this is one of the better Marvel movies. I just think... It's really well directed. Uh, I like the comedy aspect of it, which I think is a little heavier than other ones. Uh, but yeah, just probably one of my favorite all-around Marvel movies. Score? Uh, 
I like it. I, no, it's not in the top five, so I'd probably give like a seven three. Okay, um, Dill. So yeah, I'm not a huge Marvel guy. Um, I probably could could be if I watched more. Um, I like the movie, but it's one of those things. All Marvel movies are popcorn flicks. They're always average. Yeah, absolutely. I like like the. The comedy in it is okay. Uh, like, so I will say this to you, Dylan, though. A lot of the comedy and other things are based off of, like, prior movies, like, prior, like... Oh, yeah, I was going to get into that. I, I, I would know more of the jokes. Like, I know when the jokes come up that are, like, if I knew more about Marvel, that that would probably make more sense. Um, I, I did not expect the Hulk to come out... Uh, in, as a gladiator, as the champion, I thought that was kind of clever in Marvel aspect, I guess. Um, the one thing that turned me off a little bit is that, like, I know a little bit about, like, the Scandinavian uh, Viking kind of lore when it comes to the gods, and it's kind of off-brand from that. Like, the depiction of Asgard is kind of cool, and, and they talk about Ragnarok and, and the giant, like, demon guy that comes in to murder everybody um but like the in, in the fact that the worlds are like connected like that's kind of cool in the sense that it's marvel but it kind of takes away from the gods thing it's kind of weird to bring gods into superhero movies i i, I like i get it because it doesn't really matter it's just a movie um but like the marvel lore of what the like the Nordic gods are versus like the actual truth kind of behind what it is. It's a little not, I don't know. I, I, it was just a little bit more superhero-y than like, I guess how you would learn about um, the, the Nordic gods. So I, that kind of was off-putting for me. I'll give the, I'll give the movie a six, eight. I liked it. Like, a, like I said, I think all movies, Marvel movies fall in that like, 6.5 to 7.5 range. They're all like, okay, popcorn flips. I'm going to make you watch Captain Marvel, and you'll definitely disagree with that. I've, well, I've seen Captain Marvel, and that, that's on the low end. But Although I just <laughs> read it. Uh, Alright, so here's the thing for me. I've, like you said, Dill, you're not a Marvel guy. I'm not a Marvel guy. I've seen probably half of them now. And I think I'm just kind of worn out. They're all kind of the same, man. Exactly. I mean, Infinity War and Endgame were a little cooler because everyone's together and, you know, there's the big death at the end and then, you know, the epic fight at the end of the other one. And those are those are OK movies. I mean, they're, they're they were good. They were good. I, I enjoyed them. The rest of them, I just kind of can't really get into. And I think the biggest problem I have with this movie is I don't really like Thor. Thor's kind of boring to me. Um, he's an unkillable god, it seems like. You know, he can't really, nothing can, bad can really happen to him that, other than losing an, an eye. And, like, like I think I said this before on the show, like, is he, like, he's like an actual god. So, like, he's just kind of not compelling to me. Um, I think he's well played by, Her like, what's his name? And Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth, yeah. I think he's well played. I'm not saying anything against the actor. I'm just saying, overall, Thor as an Avenger, to me, is kind of boring. Um... And I think in, in the start, the real star of this film, there were two: Jeff Goldblum and the Hulk. I think the Hulk was great. I, I loved Jeff the scenes. Jeff Goldblum was awesome. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was awesome. The Hulk, the scenes with the Hulk and Thor together, 
and like the Valkyrie, those were my favorite scenes, like just the dialogue between them. Um, so, I mean, it's cookie cutter Marvel. I, I think I'm just, I'm kind of worn out. I enjoyed like movies like Guardians of the Galaxy a little more. Enjoyed Spider-Man way more. Um, yeah, I would agree. Just not a Loki fan, Trey? Loki's all right. I haven't seen like the original Thor, and I've seen. I remember I watched him in the original Avenger, Avengers, the first Avengers movie. I haven't. I don't know much about his lore. Like I know he fake died, and then I know he dies from Thanos and stuff like that. But I mean, he's okay. I think I just I don't I and I also don't like when I played God of War. I got into the. I looked up the mythology of uh, the Norse, and it's just weird to think about. Um, I like the, the the kind of the older mythology more but i think it's a solid a decent movie you know i'm gonna go five seven it just it didn't really do it for me i like i said these these cookie cutter movies they sometimes just get get old after a while so i'm going five seven the one thing i'll say is like like you said the hulk character is good i think that was a big part of the movie and like a good part of the movie um the guy who plays banner though like mark ruffalo i like like old banner better like Cam would be mad at you. That's Cam's favorite actor. He's like, like uh, maybe he's a good actor, but like I don't know the character Banner. Like at least in this movie, was like he was sad and depressed, not like like the scientist type guy. I don't yeah, know. I, I, wasn't a huge fan I don't of remember liking the old Hulk movie, so I don't really know. I just know I saw the first That's one and I really didn't like it. Marvel movie I've never seen. The old Hulk oh. is probably my favorite. The Marvel. first one, the first one yeah, ever that came out like two oh three. Yeah, that was the first one I've, I ever I've ever watched. And Wait, like, I like the Edward Norton one? No, it's before him. Like the way early. That's technically, I think, the first one in the MCU. But there was yeah. another one that was like his background story. I don't think this the one that came out with Norton was his, had his background story. Um, the first ever one. Is the my first favorite. ever one. I remember it being really weird, and I didn't like it. But maybe I need to see it again. All right, um, Dale, you're up. Movie. Oh shoot. Uh, movie for me, I'm going straight to Netflix, like I did last time. Um, talk amongst yourselves for about 30 seconds. Um, running's a scam, and working out in general, I think, is a scam. I think everyone's been suckered into doing it by gyms and big companies like Nike because they want to sell. Gym, think about it. You get in shape at a gym. You have to keep going to the gym for the rest of your life to stay in shape. They suck my I want to pitch you something. It's called C4, and it makes you want to run through a brick wall. I don't care. I'm still spending money to run through a brick wall. Like, that's the thing. Like, you have to spend money at a gym every week to stay in shape for the rest of your life. Yeah, but I'm... I I did, um... You know what? I used to do these workouts that were all from my room. They're called, uh... I can't remember, but it was like a mile run, then 100 pushes. 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, mile run. You time yourself to see how fast you can do it. All absolute that, scam. Absolute, absolute scam. Free, and we'll get you in great shape. I'm actually, I'm, I'm with Tuck on that. I, Let's work hate, out. Let's I work. hate I hate going to the gym. Like, I mean, I don't hate going to the gym. I hate paying for the gym. So I like to do, do stuff at home. Like, I got... I don't have weight 30, machines at home. Pound, I got 30-pound weights. That's all you need. Do a shit ton of push-ups, crunches, run around outside. Do other little exercises and just do a bunch of them until you're exhausted. Like you don't need to go to a gym to use some fancy machine for no reason and barely get any effort out of it. And think you're like, oh, I'm healthy. Make yourself sweat at home. It's fine. You got a movie? Uh, movie for me, uh, number two, 
uh, in top 10 U.S. today, Ice Road, with Liam Neeson. Uh, to save a team of miners trapped underground, a down-on-his-luck ice road trucker joins a mission across treacherous terrain. Ice the road truckers, the movie. <laughs> exactly. Ice road, Liam Neeson. I love Liam Neeson. I love Took It. I like Took It 2 and Took It 3. Uh, so I'm going Liam Neeson movie, Ice Road. All right. Ice Road it is. That's our episode. Happy birthday, America. And happy 4th of July to all our loyal listeners out there. We'll be back next week. Check us out on happy our socials. Happy America. Sorry, I don't like your song. Vate, vote on our poll. Tucker, stop cheating for your points. I'm sick of it. Um, <laughs> the uh, Declaration of Independence was not actually signed on July 4th. Why are you going to ruin it like that? It's just the day we decided to celebrate it. All right. Well, Is it July 2nd? Something like that. I actually, I should it know. Says on, doesn't it say on the document July 4th, though? They had some sort of meeting to finalize it, but it was signed before. Well, the final meeting is what counts. Uh, thanks for getting wasted with us, and blah, blah. thanks for getting wasted with us, and we'll see you next week. So long. See ya.